Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is the main event, Mark's podcast, brought to you by the Unhinged Sports Radio Network and the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I'm your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, and cat dad. I am Troy, and with me as always is the WWE Walking Wrestling Encyclopedia and the main event collector. He is the hardcore to my crash holly. He's Greg. What's up, Greg? What up? We're allegedly well over 400 pounds, right? Exactly. Yeah. And you think this whole thing sucked? <laughs> uh, well, I, I figured you would have come in and been like, how do you like me now? <laughs> no. I didn't like that one. No, that was stupid. It's like, what do you mean now? I didn't like you before. Flying weird. Oh, I mean, I like Sparky Plug. I'm just kidding. But... Oh, well, of course. That was <laughs> the hardcore ho- or Bob Holly gimmick, whatever. Do you remember when Al Snow like rode the like the toy car to the ring to make fun yeah. of him. That was awesome. Well, wasn't that when they were both part of the job squad and they were feuding? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah that was it. And he was and he was Bob Holly before he was Hardcore Holly. You know, Actually, well, I think he was like always Hardcore Bob Holly, and then they just dropped the Bob. No, really? So he, He's had so many damn names in the WWE. But thank God we're not talking too much. Man, bombastic Bob, man. That's the one we remember. Oh, well, that's the one. But, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank God we're not talking too much about him today. But we are talking about a pretty damn good event from 21 years ago. And oddly enough, it's been trending a lot recently. I've seen, like, a lot of people bringing it up around this time of year. It's like, wow, it must be a favorite of a lot of people's it is the royal rumble 2001 picked out by greg himself and i watched this one back because i didn't remember much of it and it was a damn good show man i was kind of glad you picked this one yeah fun fact um i got to watch this for free at home um does anybody i don't know if anyone remembers uh yeah well it's the messenger that was the thing when i was in high school Oh yeah, and uh, all my friends were like messaging me, blowing up my thing. Well, dude, they didn't they they didn't scramble the channel. Well, I'll turn on, turn on. So I turned it on, and they didn't scramble the pay per view channel for like a week for some reason. Huh? So everything on that channel was free, and that was one of them. I remember watching it, thinking, "Oh, it's going to go to scramble here any minute, any minute, any minute, any minute." You know, like, and it just never happened. That's watched all for free. Wow. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I didn't I didn't know that was a thing. I did not get a chance to watch this one live, and this might have actually been my first, uh, my my first ever watch of it. Now that I think of it, yeah, this is going to be our our second and final Royal Rumble of the month, right before this Sunday, actually, 
where we will see the Royal Rumble take place. I think this is the first time ever it took, it's taking place on a Saturday, right? My knowledge, yeah. I don't know yeah. when the first one took place. That might have been on a Tuesday or Wednesday for all I know. <laughs> yeah, everything, everything took place on weird days back, you know, way back then. But uh, yeah, so this uh, this Sunday is looking good. I'm I'm anxious for this one. Royal Rumble, no matter what the business is like, the Royal Rumble is always a fun event. And this one was no different from 21 years ago. We're going to dive into it here in a moment. We're going to take this time out here to let you know that the main event, Marks, is sponsored by Fanatics. Get all of your officially licensed sports gear with Fanatics at Fanatics.com. Click the link down in the podcast description and at checkout, let them know that the main event, Marks, and Unhinged Sports Radio Network sent you. Also, we're sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They're clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great tasting vitamins, and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to SwiftLifestyles.com and use our special promo code MAINEVENTMARKS. That's all one word for 15% off your order. And uh, I do want to drive you to our link tree for sure. That's linktr.ee forward slash MAINEVENTMARKS. There you can see all of our social media. You can click on and follow us there. You can see our YouTube link and all of our links for us are uh, where you can listen to the podcast at different areas, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, uh, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, you know, wherever you listen to the podcast, Spreaker, you can do it there. Go to linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. You can also see the links to our swag shacks, aka our uh, merchandise stores. That's Bonfire and Redbubble. Go there, check that out, buy some merch, listen to the podcast, watch our videos, and follow us on social media. Linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And if you've been jonesing for more sports talk radio, Unhinged Sports Radio is coming back. That's right, it is finally back, and we are going to be live, baby, next Wednesday. It is on tikilive.com forward slash channel forward slash burns. So go listen to them on the Unhinged uh, Sports Radio Network live every Wednesday. That is our time at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. That is our new time on tikilive.com forward slash channel forward slash burns. It's free sports talk radio on the internet you can get it all day every day live 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 and we are live like i said every wednesday at our new time of 9 p.m eastern 6 p.m pacific tiki t-i-k-i live.com forward slash channel forward slash burns b-u-r-n-s but now that we've done all that we're going to take our first commercial break of the podcast when we come back we're going to dive into all the news and notes of the time I think you can guess what most of it is in January of 2001. And, oh, depressing. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not very good stuff. But there's quite a bit. We'll talk about it on the other side of this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Get ready to rumble. 
in your new Main Event Marks merchandise. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listen, if you're always running to the bathroom and sometimes just can't make it, we need to talk. You're not alone. I was just like you until I spoke to an expert physician about axonics therapy. It changed everything. It didn't just give me bladder control. It gave me my life back. Axonics therapy is not another drug. It's just a tiny device you barely have to think about. And it can give you real lasting relief. You can even try it out first to make sure it works for you. Just take the first step. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. It's time to get your life back. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from axonics therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around, TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. News and notes time here for late January of 2001. First off, after nearly a year of rumors and questions, it was officially announced this week that Time Warner will sell WCW to Fusion Media Ventures, a company owned by Brian Bedall and Steven Greenberg, with Eric Bischoff being put in charge as WCW president and head of creative. Coincidentally, or not, literally hours after the WCW sale was announced, it was also announced that the Time Warner AOL merger had been completed Fusion Media Ventures is a company best known for starting up the Classic Sports Network, which was later sold to ESPN and became ESPN Classics. The actual sale is expected to take 30 to 60 days, and in the meantime, changes in WCW will be gradual. Time Warner will retain a minority interest in WCW in order to keep the television rights. Terms of the sale have not been revealed publicly, likely because the number is thought to be embarrassingly low. Yeah, about all that. Yeah. 
so um everything that there everything that guy just said is bullcrap. Uncle Dave write it? Uh he did. But I, I I it's easy to say, well well, you know, Uncle Dave didn't know what the hell he was talking about, which he didn't. However, uh in his defense uh, are you defending him? Well, I, I guess not in his defense, but I don't know. I, I will say everybody was kind of reporting this at the time. It was thought to be a done deal. I mean, er, even Eric Bischoff said he thought it was a done deal. So it was it seemed safe to report on. It didn't seem like crap, you know. But obviously it didn't happen because of uh, multiple reasons. And the. The main thing about it, why it didn't happen, is because, I mean, the Time Warner AOL merger. And they did not want uh, any wrestling on their their networks whatsoever. So they kicked off Nitro and Thunder. And after that, Fusion said, well, we don't get TV. We don't want the company. uh, So screw it. And they backed out of the deal. Kind of dirty. Yeah. But either way. That's big business for you. And now here we are, by the way, in 2022, and there's wrestling on their networks, both of them. Yeah, right. I don't know if they still uh, – is it the st- same company that still owns the networks? I, I don't know, honestly. Yeah, I don't know, but either way and, – and obviously things have changed. Don't roast me for not knowing. I don't follow that. <laughs> right. But it, a lot a lot of things have changed in the past 21 years, too, so there, there's that. I mean, all forms of media are completely different. I mean, now we got streaming platforms and everything else. I mean, Eric Bischoff talked about if media, to, if media back then was like it is today, WCW would still be alive. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to argue that because, I mean, even it's hard as, to argue that. I mean, they didn't fold because they didn't have anywhere to go. They folks, they sucked. They they fell. I mean, they could have they could have came back. Maybe not as strong as they once were, but they could have came back and survived. I mean, you and I talk about LOL TNA, and it's like, look how many they they didn't have TV for the longest time, and they literally streamed on their website for a while, and then they came back. They had TV. They lost TV. They gained TV. So they could have still been alive. They could have. Like I said, they could have done what WC or uh, TNA did. So, and like I said, the whole thing of it, Eric Bischoff literally said the only reason they didn't buy the company and they didn't go through with the deal was because they canceled all the TV shows. So they didn't have, and apparently nobody else would pick them up. I, and you know, to your point, they sucked at the time and the ratings weren't good. But it's like, really, nobody wanted this property. Not one single channel was like, yeah. I sure, don't find that hard to believe. I it's like, really, you can't look at like their success in the past and wrestling was still a pretty hot commodity at the time. And it's like nobody saw any potential in this whatsoever with Eric Bischoff back at the helm and a new company owning it and everything. How would they be killing like they were? Well, and and they were talking about getting back big names like Hogan and and uh, Sting and Goldberg and stuff like that. So I don't know. I figured they would have somebody was just more money on top of money. It is, but they were bona fide stars. So I don't know. I, I figured somebody would have at least given them. It's like, yeah, we'll give we'll give you a chance. But I don't know. It kind of sucked. I I don't like the fact that they went down the way they did. But I, I'm not going to go as far as those idiots that are like, well, I wish WCW would have won the ratings war. It's like, mm, 
do you though? Like, I don't, I don't think you're. Oh, we saw Vince McMahon or Vince Russo on TV, bro. Yeah, right. Crash TV, bro. T and A, bro. Nobody cares about wrestling. <laughs> Fight in the pudding. Holy crap. Wish I was making that up. Bro, fighting pudding. <laughs> Get naked, bro. <sighs> anyway, now the short-term plan is to shut down WCW temporarily, probably for about three to four weeks, and then do a full relaunch. Bischoff is also, has also made it clear that he's aware that they need to create new stars. He also said no more active talent will be working as bookers. He admitted that he, uh, to uh, spreading himself too thin in the past and being an on-screen performer and the backstage boss. And Bischoff apparently plans to stay off screen this time. Many of the wrestlers contracts are expected to be renegotiated when they come up. <laughs> you don't say. Uh, so everybody should probably expect pay cuts soon. Bischoff is also interested in keeping WCW's relationship with New Japan Pro Wrestling and has spoken with Masa Saito about keeping it going. In regards to Scott Hall, Bischoff said that there's no spot for him in WCW unless he can get his life straight. Same with Juventud Guerrera, uh, who Bischoff said uh, would have to prove himself outside of WCW before ever being given a chance again. Uh, in regards the juice. To Mark, what are they going to do without Hoovy Juice, man? Who, by the way, just two years ago was considered the greatest wrestler on the planet by Uncle oh, Dan. <laughs> Real statement, by the way. I'm not making gotten this that, up. We haven't gotten that in a while. Yeah, I, I, had to, I had to get it in there, man. Get in there. Yeah, so not, a, not an embellishment, by the way. Friggin' uh, Uncle Dave called him the greatest wrestler on the planet in the year 1999. Look, Hoovy was good and all, and he put on some entertaining matches, but um, no. <laughs> I don't know how else to say that other than just no. I want to see the match that gave him that opinion. Yeah. It's like, well, he was the greatest wrestler on the planet, but then plans changed, and, he, and suddenly he sucked. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, uh, the last part of the story is... Uh, uh, in regards to Mark Madden, he seems unsure if he would bring him back, saying that Madden is very talented, but he needs to know his role and has t- a tendency to try to get himself over on commentary. You don't say. Okay. I'm going to disagree with that first part completely. <laughs> He's very talented? Uh, where? I never understood his fascination with that man. He still sings his praises to this day on his podcast. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. I mean, what? He's he's not good. He wasn't good. He was annoying. And he said really offensive crap on air. According to Bischoff, that was one thing he liked about him. He's like, oh, well, he, uh, you know, he pushed the envelope. It's like, eh, he was just offensive. He sucked. Yeah. When Tank never beat him up, the world cheered. <laughs> right. It's like he had go-home heat, man. I don't know. It just whatever. Uh, skipping around a little bit here, uh, you and I had talked about this one in the past, but I forgot that it fell around this time. WCW isn't the only company being sold, as just a few hours later, it was announced that UFC is being sold to a Las Vegas-based company called Zufa, which is owned by a Nevada State Athletic Commission member, Lorenzo Fertitta, and other members of his family. While you can own the company, the day-to-day, or while they own the company, the day-to-day operations will be run by Dana White, a former manager of Tito Ortiz, 
It's believed that Zufa's connections with the Athletic Commission in Nevada will go a long way towards helping UFC gain a foothold in Vegas, which would be a major stepping stone for rebuilding the promotion. UFC co-founder Bob Merowitz uh, called the sale great news for the company, but a sad day for him, but guaranteed that UFC would be back on pay-per-view nationwide within six months. Well, that's going to work out. <laughs> yeah. Bro, they're going to be bought by the Fatitas and gone forever, bro. <laughs> Why do we get two of those in? <laughs> right. uh, the, bro, they're going to suck, bro. I, I will say the only thing about this story, I, besides the timeline thing, that I didn't know was I didn't know that Dana White was a former manager of Tito Ortiz. Oh, yeah. They had a falling out right after this. Wow. That sucks. They So is that why Tito eventually gave him the finger and went to Bellator? That was way later, though. He came back well, three yeah. times. So. Yeah, he's in and out. I think he out. still saw them. I think Dana White still saw the money. Yeah. I don't know. I just, obviously, this is going to blow up to be huge. 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 When did... Because uh, I know it was around the time of the Ultimate Fighter when they really blew up and it was like a, a huge phenomenon. Do you know when... Was, when about, was that 0405? 0405, something like that. Okay. Yeah, because I remember that's what... I never really watched UFC, but what got me into it was me and my dad both, we would sit and watch the Ultimate Fighter together, and then we'd watch the pay-per-view directly after and everything, so it was it was, it was was fun. It was it was a good way to dip your toe into into UFC if you've never really got into it before, so. Now look at it. Yeah, right? Freaking biggest company in MMA history, nobody's ever going to top it. And I, it's not like there. You, you can some people can make the argument that it's like maybe the talent pool was bigger at certain times, you know, than it is now. But it's like it's it's still a huge phenomenon, and they're drawing huge numbers. Uh, back to WCW, where their latest pay per view, Sin, is in the books, and it saw Sid Vicious suffer one of the most physically horrifying injuries oh, in the history good of the Lord. Sport. Yeah, it was even worse than the infamous Joe Theismann leg injury. When Sid's leg bending or with Sid's leg bending sideways at 45 degree angle, Sid suffered a complete or excuse me, a compound fracture of the lower leg, snapping both his fibula and tibia. The injury required a two hour surgery, which a steel or yeah, which a steel rod was put into his leg. He's expected to be out of action at least six to eight months. Sure, it, it was way longer than that. I don't think the, he ever really came back other than a couple of appearances. Yeah, and then he popped up in WWA or XPW or one of them. He was like a commissioner. So, yeah, uh, Sid is a commissioner. Yeah, had half the brain you have, too. So, what's that? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, during the pay-per-view, the cameras missed the injury when it happened. But, rest assured, they aired footage of it the next night on Nitro. Yuck. Sid also reportedly went into the match with a serious back injury that they didn't know about either. Match ended early because of Sid's injury, totally screwing up the main angle, which was Road Warrior Animal being revealed as the mystery man. It was originally supposed to be Rick Steiner, but they changed it because they felt too many people already knew. That's who I thought yeah. it was. Well, you know, you want to pop a big rating, man. Bring out the dog face gremlin in 2001. <laughs> 
That was yeah. the uh, Magnificent Seven, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, but anyway, and hey, his son is the uh, current NXT champion, so there you go. He's a he's gonna enter the Royal Rumble and toss thirteen dudes out. Watch. Oh, you think they're gonna throw him in the Rumble so soon after winning the title? Look at him. He's not gonna be in NXT much longer. God dang it, pal! Just look at him. But yeah, he's actually I, I love one of the ones he should do that too because he's actually talented. So I'm just right. a vascular dude. Yeah, when when somebody brought him up to me and was like, oh, I can't get into him, whatever, I was like, really? Like, what does he not have that you're looking for? And it, I, I can't remember what, what they were saying. I was like, well, you know, if the, I, this is Vince's dream since the 90s, I got to believe, because, I mean, he, Bruce Pritchard talked about they wanted to split up the Steiners, and they saw Scott as a big, like, like basically the next Hulk Hogan. And back then, he could kind of talk and he had a good look which he always did and he was a pretty good wrestler back then Sweet mullet. <laughs> damn straight that mullet would have been on t-shirts man just a mullet oh yeah oh, yeah freaking curly and beautiful bring a tear to your eye but <laughs> it, it is right now exactly yeah, just reminiscing man but yeah so now there's only one of them you don't have to worry about splitting him up. And from everything I've seen, he's pretty good on the mic. He's great in the ring. He's got a, like I said, you know, God dang it, look at him. But he's got a great look to him, just like his, his dad and his uncle before him. So, yeah, I don't know. He'll be the next big thing in WWE for sure. There's, like you said, he's not hanging around NXT for long. He's He's destined for greatness. But in a uh, staggering example of WCW's ability to continually kick themselves directly in the nards, there's some That's bad news. That's a hell news. of a talent, by the way. You're telling me. There's <laughs> bad news in Australia. Oh, no. Uh, but Nitro is being moved to Wednesday nights. The reason this is bad news is because the show will have some competition from Thunder. Both Nitro and Thunder will now air on Wednesday nights in Australia on separate channels, going head-to-head with each other. Oh, they really didn't care. Yeah, like, wow. Yeah, let's air two shows, the, the, the same company, two shows, same time, different channels. That, you know, that that's smart. What could possibly go wrong? Man, I I don't know. Hey. We all show you saw the writing on the wall before everyone else did. <laughs> right. It's going out, who cares? Hey, they're uh, they're getting ahead of WWE in the market of uh, creating their own competition. <laughs> That's true. We're all yeah. smart that I didn't know that until 2002. Yeah, right. Uh, here's one we got in two shows in a row. If you're counting the uh, bonus show here, and it's uh, freaking bonus. Go listen, by the way. Yeah, the uh, the NWO and WWE. I had fun with that one. It was. I think it was I overall. Not to pat, pat us on the back too hard and bury Horowitz ourselves, but it was pretty damn good. I thought we we uh, did a good job covering, you know, uh, cover, covering that, you know, top to bottom and east to west and all that. We got it. We got it all all taken care of. Kind of sad, though, that the whole thing was able to fit one episode. That's telling. Yeah. One fairly short episode, too. We We padded it out with as much information as we could, and it was. Something. (laughs) 
But either we'll leave way. it at that. That's all we can say. Yep. But here's the thing we get in two shows in a row. Hulk Hogan was on the Bubba the Love Sponge show again. Oh, joy. You can just see the controversy stirring right now. Yep. Uh, and he was joking about Mark Madden being fired. I didn't know he was fired. But Hogan implied that Madden's firing decision was made by Bischoff, but didn't outright say so. <sighs> he just said a lot of stupid stuff on that show, didn't he? Uh, quite a bit. That went to yeah. their whole fallout, too, I believe. Yeah, right. Well, uh, speaking of stupid stuff, XPW ran its first show in months, and it featured the debut of New Jack, who cut a promo talking about how he quit ECW. Oh, no. How he, how he uh, someone called him a bad word, and he hates white people, he's going to be cracked. And stab some fools, yeah. His own words, folks. I'm not making any of this up. His own words. Dark yep. side of the ring, go watch it. But a lot of people were surprised to see New Jack work the show since he was so involved in the ECW versus XPW brawl several months ago at the ECW pay-per-view where he attacked several XPW wrestlers and crew. Oh, man, it's all water under the bridge, man. He got free porn out of this deal. <laughs> I think he said it himself. He was like, man, I got a ton of porn. <laughs> like, you don't say. Wait, you don't have a computer? Uh, you know, one, I don't, how much free porn was there in a one? I guess. I, really I just, I just assume it's since the beginning of the internet. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Never know. Don't act, uh, don't act like you aren't an expert on it. Come on. Not kidding. I don't want to go authority. Al Gore created that. Internet porn. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, and he's super serial. Okay. That right there <sighs> is an inconvenient truth. Wow. Forget about the polar bears. We need to create internet porn. <laughs> All right, I'm moving on. Uh, the second what ECW. The <laughs> right. Uh, let me see. Uh, the second ECW show that week was in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. You heard me correct. Uh, and it was a weird show because it seemed to be it seemed to many people that this might be the last ECW show ever. After it was over, all the wrestlers did a big farewell together in the ring and everyone backstage uh, was said to be crying and saying their goodbyes. Tommy Dreamer, who was in charge of running the show, said that they still plan to hold their scheduled pay-per-view in March, but no one seems to be buying that. If this was indeed the final ECW show, it's weird that it happened in a middle-of-nowhere town in a market that ECW had no presence in, with half of the roster missing, and Paul Heyman not even there. Paul Heyman was uh, in Stanford, right? Getting ready to debut on TV. Yep. With a XPW cap, if I remember correctly. <laughs> or not XPW, uh, XFL. I'm sorry. What the hell ever. <laughs> uh, Another old. Yeah, so. yeah right. I was going to say, both companies are dead, okay? And uh, they didn't get a lot of viewers. I'll say that. Is WWE the only thing Paul Heyman's been associated with that's still alive? Mm, yeah, because he, he was in WCW, folded. ECW, folded. And uh, XF, well, he wasn't in the XFL, but he wore their hat an awful lot, So and they folded. So he's like, I, hit, I hitched my wagon to the Brock Lesnar train and 
Uh, well, it, it has served me well, sir. Even 20 years later. Why may have a falling? What the hell? Uh, yeah, it, so this, if I remember correctly, this this was the final ECW show, right? I don't even... I. To me, Guilty as Charger won his last show, so... Um, and was that... Is that Jan? That was this month, right? January. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I think this. I think this came right after that. So this was technically their final show. It wasn't on TV. I don't think they had so, TV anymore. Yeah, right. Well, uh, sorry, I, I actually missed a, a a note here. It's it's from the show, I believe, or it, it was either from this show or the pay per view. You'll have to tell me because I, I I didn't watch uh, Guilty as Charged at one. Uh, speaking of ECW, at their most recent pay-per-view, okay, so is that guilty of charge? I answered my own question. Uh, Rhino, who is in the ECW champion or TV champion, uh, cut a promo saying that he didn't want the TV title; he wanted the world title instead. So even though he's the TV champion, he didn't have the belt with him. Real reason for this is because someone stole the actual belt a few weeks ago, so they don't have it anymore. Wow! <sighs> I didn't know Gosh. that. Yeah. So, yeah. Either way, that uh, <laughs> good lord. Uh, I, I believe Rhino's exact like paraphrasing. He says something about uh, why do I want? Yeah, uh, why do I want the TV title for this damn company going out of business who doesn't even have F and TV? It's like um, yep. I was wow. on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Quite on the nose there, Rhino. But either way, moving on here. I don't know if you remember this movie or you ever saw this movie or heard of it, but Sable is filming a role in an upcoming movie called Corky Romano, starring Chris Kattan and Peter Falk. No, never heard of it. It's kind of funny. Isn't the guy from the SNL? Yeah. Yeah, he was and he was in Night of the Roxbury and all that. Like the big bulging eyes. Uh, the movie was kind of funny, but it was stupid. No. It, al- it also had. No. Uh, yeah, well, there's the shock of the of the century. <laughs> it had kind of uh, it, it had a handful of like funny quotes in it. it had uh, uh, Chris Penn in it that played Corky Ronald's brother, and like he was gay, but he wasn't like coming out and admitting it. He kept trying to hide it, and then finally at the end of the movie, they're like, "Oh, he's gay." He's like, I'm, I'm not gay. I, I love boobies. <laughs> uh, and then his dad was like, eh, eh, come on and hug me, you F, and, and I'm not going to repeat what he called him because it's politically correct or incorrect in uh, 2022. But, yeah. Uh, moving on to our final story here. The turmoil surrounding the American wrestling industry is leading to an influx of American workers looking to work in Japan. But the pickings are slim there also. New Japan Pro Wrestling is cutting back on foreign talent for budget reasons because it costs more to bring them in. And since the big money is with the homegrown talent, the New Japan Pro Wrestling and All Japan Pro Wrestling angle, uh, there is no reason to bring in the foreigners right now. A lot of guys are reaching out to All Japan Pro Wrestling also, but they're uh, they're not really familiar with any of the new talent. Motoko Baba apparently ain't keeping tabs, so if you haven't worked for All Japan before in the past, she doesn't really know who anyone is, and therefore, they're not really interested. Wow. Okay. Uh, but 
Uh, not to mention, All Japan Pro Wrestling has its own struggles right now. Same with FMW, which is working on a shoestring budget. Noah can afford to bring people in, but Misawa only wants to bring in a select few foreigners that he knows well and feels comfortable dealing with. But yeah, he wants to bring in the ones that can, you know, come in and put him over. Not willing to put over Misawa, you're not going to work here. No finger bangs or super kicks yet, right? Uh, not yet. But, uh, like, I, can you imagine, like, during this era, like, them trying to get a job in Japan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even like, and you are. <laughs> Christian AF. Yeah, oh, right. who are we? And Canadian AF. <laughs> uh, <sighs> but anyway, that does it for the news and notes. I think it's time we hop into the event at hand. You think so? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? But all right, we're going to take our next break. When we come back, we're going to dive into the event of Royal Rumble 2001 right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the BellyUpSports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we are back. And we're back. WWF Royal Rumble 2001. It took place on January 21st, 2001. The tagline, 30 men, every man for himself, one victor. The venue was the New Orleans Arena in New Orleans, Louisiana. It is now the Smoothie King Center, which you and I have been in. 
And the attendance nice was, too. yeah, it's a pretty good arena. I, I mean, I, I haven't been to like a crap ton of arenas, but it, I will say for, out of the ones I've been to, that was one of the nicer ones. The attendance is uh, or was 17,137. And the pay-per-view buy rate was 1.35, which amounted to 625,000 buys, which you were not one of, even though you watched it live. And I didn't take it. They did it on accident. It was just awesome. Yeah. I was going to say, hey, you took what they put out in, in front of you. All right. It's not like you you didn't even steal it. You didn't use a scrambler. Nothing. It was it was there. Like, what am I going to not watch it? <laughs> Like that episode it's like that episode of Friends where uh, they had the free porn on their TV. <laughs> they didn't want to shut it off. They had it on for like weeks. <laughs> it's like, wow, wow. Something stuck in my head. What's it from? Uh, Sathia from Google Humping. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this the second porn reference we got in on the show, by the way? 2001, it's beginning of the internet. Ah, yeah, right. Thanks, Al Gore. Anyway. Yeah, really, uh, thanks. I mean it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to shake your hand. Well, well, well we probably shouldn't. Well, you don't <laughs> want to shake my hand. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, ew, COVID. Anyway. Yes, that's uh, why. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, hey, that's one of the reasons, all right? But the uh, first match, we, we're jumping right into the first match here on the show. It is Edge and Christian defending the WWF World Tag Team titles against the Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray and Devon. This went about 10 minutes. When King at, <laughs> when the King says that he loves Edge uh, trash talking, JR randomly asks the King if he got if he's getting aroused by it. Yeah. I was like, what the F? I'm like, please tell me. I mean, it's not any less creepy, but I'm like, please tell me Vince is feeding this into his headset and he's not just randomly thinking. It's like, oh, are you getting turned on, King? Like, oh, that blonde what? Canadian and his nice teeth. Oh, God dang it, pal. Look at that long, flowing blonde hair. He's going to be <laughs> champion someday. Have live sex on Raw. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> yeah, it was all building up to that, man. Uh, ENC misses the concerto behind the referee's back. In the end, ENC mess up trying the what's up, and the Dudleys hit 3D to win. Uncle Dave gave this two and three quarters of a star. I gave it two and a half stars. It was fine. What say you? I gave it two. It was fun. Yeah, I mean, it was a, a serviceable opening match between two good teams. I've seen him have way better. I was just, I don't know. And, and it didn't suck. It just when I saw Edge and Christian versus the Dudleys, I expected a little more. So maybe I set my expectations a little too high and that was on me. I don't know. But footage from earlier in the day shows a limo pulling up to the arena with Drew Carey in it. That's, yeah. Uh, I forgot this was that show, by the way. And I'm like, my God. Uh, King is losing his mind, by the way, because he's from Cleveland, and King loves Cleveland. Even though he's from Memphis. Yeah, right, which is not close to Cleveland. I'm just going to throw that out there. 
we then see earlier footage of Frosted Tips, NSYNC reject Michael Cole interviewing uh, Vince McMahon, who says, that, <laughs> who says that in the interest of fairness, Stone Cold Steve Austin will be in tonight's Royal Rumble match. And because Triple H was shoved into Austin by Kurt Angle, unintentionally physically provoking Austin, he will not lose his shot at the WWF title tonight. I thought that was fair. Yeah. Uh, it's a fine explanation. I get it. But so I, I'd forgotten about that stipulation being a thing, though. We then see footage in Triple H and Stephanie McMahon's locker room where Triple H tells Stephanie that he can't have her fighting with Trish outside the ring during tonight's uh, match. Stephanie reassures Triple H that Trish will not get involved tonight. And she'll make sure of it. The door is knocked on and Triple H invites in whoever it is. And it's Drew Carey. Drew asks Triple H how long ago he married Stephanie. And then he says he hasn't been watching WWF because he's always working. But yeah, here he is. Yeah, I know. I, I thought that was so like a stupid thing to say. It's like you're on their show and you're like, hey, what's going on? I, I don't really watch your product a whole lot. <laughs> what? Anyway. It's uh, going to make says, sense later when he thinks he can. Well, we'll probably talk about it. But Yeah. <sighs> well, he says he ran into Kamala at the airport and Kamala sings now. I, I, I didn't get any of this. Like, what? But uh, he then pimps his upcoming pay-per-view comedy special. And then Stephanie tells Drew that she heard he's a ladies' man. So she's going to go introduce him to Trish Stratus. Definitely a ladies' man. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Hey, that's that's another one. God dang it, look at him. He clearly has a thing with the women. (sighs) Whatever. Well, I hey, he's surrounded by beautiful ladies now in his current job, so there's that. But I'm not and sure men. if there was. Yeah. Wow. Do they, they have, have male models low. now? Yeah. Wow, I did not know that. How progressive of them. But I'm not sure if there was an intermission right away or what the hell was happening. But now we go to another backstage segment where the APA is wearing their always pounding ass shirts. Hell yes. <laughs> I'm not even making this up, by the way. If We've talked about it before on the show. If you haven't heard, at this time, the APA had a shirt that said APA, always pounding ass. And Christian and Jungle Boy brought that back on Dynamite a couple weeks ago. Did they? They literally said they were going to get in there and pound uh, their ass. Who were they talking about? Was it? I forget who they're feeding oh. with. Okay. Might have been the Hardy Cup. A hearty complex, whatever the hell they're called. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna pound your ass. That's what they said. I <laughs> uh, do, uh, Jungle I'd... Boy. You're like 110 pounds, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. All I could think of was like from Community, where uh, Troy sneezes and and uh, Joel McHale's character is like, "Hey, Troy sneezes like a girl," and he's like, "How about I pound you like a boy?" That didn't come out right. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, uh, the APA is sitting in their quote-unquote office uh, playing cards and smoking stogies and all that. And Bradshaw tells Farouk, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Not a good thing to say when yeah. you wear a t-shirt say, always pounding ass. <laughs> but, I mean, bro, whatever. Window, bro. 
Right. But it turns out they were talking about their Royal Rumble entry numbers. And Crash Holly randomly comes in and says, we're friends, right? Right. And then he says that you get in my way tonight. I'm going to have to eliminate you, throw you right out of the ring. And then he like gives him the thumbs up and leaves. <laughs> and, and they call us drunks. <laughs> yeah, right. Bradshaw says that. And then Root goes, damn. <laughs> so. So Crash, I, I completely forgot about this. So Crash Holly was the original Eric Young, wasn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I had no idea. I I completely forgot about this. I remember. Don't fire Crash. <laughs> wow. I do remember asking my dad about the whole because I was like, I don't get it. Like what? Because I keep in mind I'm a kid at the time. I'm like. Why does he always carry around a scale and say that he's allegedly well over 400 pounds? Like, what does that even mean? He said, uh, he, my dad was like, oh, he's claiming he weighs way more than he does. I'm like, okay. Like, he's a super heavyweight. Yeah. Hey, well, just look at him. It's Mad Mikey. But up next is uh, Chris Benoit or Chris Ben Bleep. He is defending the Intercontinental title against. Yeah, yeah. C R I S P E N and then W A H. Yes, of course. Right. But <laughs> he's defending the Intercontinental title in a ladder match against Chris Jericho. This one went over 18 and a half minutes. Benoit takes a chair Lord, shot man. to the. Yeah, Love right. this match. Damn straight. Benoit takes a chair shot to the face when diving through the ropes. But Benoit gets up and beats the crap out of him. Hey, these two tough-ass Canadians just beat the crap out of each other with inanimate objects, their hands, their feet, anything that wasn't nailed down. Uh, Jericho even locks in the walls of Jericho over the top of the ladder. That was nuts. That was the, the first end, time he ever did that, by the way. Yeah, I, re- I remember that. And then he he did it again later, didn't he? To, was it Ray? I uh, going to do a lot of people, honestly. Yeah, that's true. I think he did it every ladder match he was in after this. <laughs> yeah, he was like, uh, hey, Chris, do you mind if I try this out on you? But in the end, Benoit climbs. Or I, I'm sorry, uh, Benoit locks in the crossface at one point, and Jericho taps out. But it's a ladder match, so it doesn't count. Uh, in the end, Benoit climbs the ladder. Jericho hits him with a chair multiple times and then pushes the ladder over, dumping Benoit out of the ring. And then Jericho climbs the ladder and grabs the Intercontinental title for Le Win. Uncle Dave gave this three and th- or, I'm sorry, four and three quarter stars. I give it an even four. What say you? For a ladder match, I gave it five, but as a match, I gave it four. Yeah, this was I mean, this was damn near damn perfect. good. But one thing I want to know because I mean, you and I were saying you know as match four stars. Uncle Dave almost he was a quarter of a star away from five. What the hell shaved off that quarter star? Uh, Chris Jericho tapping in a non uh, match that doesn't have a finish like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And, it, and the thing is, I think both of them once once upon a time did wrestle in the Tokyo Dome. So that can't be it. That's probably what gave it the three quarters. Why was going to go solid four? Yeah, right. <laughs> that, that's true. He's like, well. I got to give points. I got to shave off a quarter of a star because they're not actually Japanese. They're Canadian. (laughs) (laughs) Backstage, Drew Carey's flirting with Chris uh, Trish Stratus. 
But Trish says that she's involved with someone. Vince McMahon then walks in and Drew shakes his hand. Vince asks Drew about his pay-per-view and Drew asks her advice on promoting his show. Vince says, you do improv. Good call, by the way, six days out. <laughs> yeah. How do I promote this thing? It's coming up in a week. <laughs> well, uh, but uh, Vince says, you do improv. How about tonight? You do some improv for us. And then he suggests that Drew enter in the 30-man Royal Rumble match. Drew says that he doesn't want to get hurt. And he says, I don't wrestle. But then again, I don't act either. And I got a show. <laughs> I did <laughs> laugh at that one. For the record, I like the Drew Carey show. I don't know if you ever watched it back in the day, but I was a fan. Never saw an episode. Uh, well, it, it, I liked it even more because it opened up with the theme song of Cleveland Rocks. So there's that. That's pretty much where it lost me. Eat me. But they agree to this before Vince walks off with Trish. Now, in China's locker room, Billy Gunn tells her that the doctors don't want her to wrestle because she's got an injured neck. China says that Ivory gave her no choice, and tonight, the right to censor will have the right to take her to a medical facility. Um, okay. <laughs> that's, uh, that's not unnatural, didn't it? Oh, yeah. I bought it. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but then... She uh, she tells Billy to worry about his own match. <sighs> uh, anyway, we now go to Backstreet Boy Michael Cole, who's standing by with Chris Jericho. He asks him how he feels. And uh, Jericho says that Chris Benoit is one of the toughest SOBs he's ever faced. And now he's a three-time Intercontinental Champion. And uh, you can argue that he's the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time. Along with uh, somebody uh, else. Who, I'd be the Miz, but my opinion. But. Uh, it's, uh, there, he's, when, when you talk about the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time, it can only be three people. It's the Miz, Chris Jericho, or uh, somebody else we'll talk about here in, uh, here in a little bit, actually, oddly enough. But uh, up next, we get our women's title match of the night. It is Ivory with Steven Richards in her corner defending against... China. This match. It's just, I'm just going to say this right now. The only dud of the night. Yeah. What What do you mean, man? Five star classic right here. Come on. Oh, thanks no? for spoiling the end for us. <laughs> right. Well, anyway, this one only went about three and a half minutes. This is the event where China comes out with a giant pyro cannon shooting it off on the stage. Uh. I will say not everyone will agree, but uh, during this time, you know, she she looked pretty rolled tied. I got to say. I don't know. Not like Ivory. Yeah, <laughs> she was a different kind of roll tied. <laughs> but uh, China ragdolls Ivory all over the ring. They brawl into the crowd because, you know, that's what this match needed. Back in the ring, China even brings in and beats up Richards. However, when China does her backspring elbow, China supposedly re-injures her neck and collapses to the mat. Ivory drapes an arm over her and pins her for the win. Uncle Dave gave it a half a star. I gave it a star. Say you. Star. Yep. I don't know if someone re her neck by literally bumping into somebody. 
Yeah, they tried to say it was all whiplash or whatever, but it's like she if you look that handspring elbow, she never like went full force into him. She like stopped and then basically backed up into him. Yeah, <sighs> whatever. But after the match, Jerry Lawler and Billy Gunn both rush into the ring to check on her. China isn't moving. They end up putting a neck brace on her and stretching her stretching her out to an ambulance. I can't say that word. Stretching. If that's even a word. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, that man, it's a no for me, dog. <laughs> this one though, it's like a little ironic, huh? That she said, "Oh, they're gonna take her to a medical facility." Where is she heading? Huh, Greg? Medical facility. That's right. <laughs> so I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> right. Um, that's a good sign. You mentioned Stevie Richards. Uh, you sent yeah. me a picture the other day of that fan dressed up like Stevie Richards. Do you know that sign guy? Uh Oh, they, wait. Sign guy? What do you mean sign guy? He always dresses up in the... Uh, the, the the um, like the what's that called? A uh, auto mechanic shirt, red hat. He's at every show. Huh? Uh, yeah, I don't. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's so, him. He dressed up like Stevie Richards that night because he wanted to be funny. Wow, that's a new one on me. That's that's ridiculous. He's also had hard to kill this past weekend. Wow. He's still. Is he still bringing signs? Uh huh. Good lord. Yeah, because I, I sent for anybody that doesn't know, watch during the Royal Rumble. Uh, just watch this guy. He's uh, he's front freaking, row hard camera. He's dressed like Stephen Richards. Yep, right to center Stephen Richards. During the Rumble, he figures out that he's on camera at one point, and he just he stands up and just freaking gets it. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like gyrating around and and crotch chopping and. Putting his, his sticking his tongue out like he's X Pac or something, freaking weird. But now in the makeup area, Stephanie McMahon walks up with uh, without noticing Trish Stratus there. Stephanie tells Trish that if she gets involved in Triple H's match tonight, she's gonna take her out. Trish said, "I may have my," or she said, uh, "I have my own affairs to worry about," and then she walks off. In the locker room now, Harvey Whippleman brings Drew Carey a tracksuit to wrestle in. We get a Harvey Whippleman sighting. How about that? That's Dr. Harvey Whippleman. Uh, not anymore. He's just, uh, he, he lost his, his title, got stripped of it. <laughs> what is, was it uh, Downtown Bruno or whatever the hell his name was? I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Kane walks in and Drew says, Hey, there's a goofy looking guy in a mask before he tries to introduce himself. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Why would you see a giant, scary looking dude and be like, oh, there's a goofy looking guy like out loud? <laughs> Literally an idiot. We now switch to another locker room where Tiger Ali Singh, D'Lo Brown oh. and and Chaz. <laughs> was it Chaz Warrington or I, I think he got a last name at one point. I don't really. I hang, forgot. Hang, headbanger Mosh. Yeah, that guy. Uh, I prefer Beaver Cleavage, but whatever. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> but I forgot this was a thing, dude. Were they like his disciples or some crap? Or, like, what the I hell don't even remember how this here? happened. I feel like they just appeared on Raw one night. 
Yeah. For those that don't know, D'Lo Brown and Chaz were dressing like Tiger Ali Singh. They had, like, turbans on and, like, traditional, like, Indian clothing and whatever. I just thought it was funny how the Indian guy got the, the white guy and the black guy just like an Indian. It was like, was that supposed to be funny? Yeah, really. But Brown and Chaz argue over uh, who will be in the Royal Rumble, and Tiger says that he'll make the decision for them. Vince McMahon then walks in and says that neither one of them will be in the match because they've been replaced. Tiger asks who they've been replaced with. And Vince no, says he said, who is this great athlete he replaced my guys with? Yeah, I'm like, it's a big thing. (laughs) Yeah, right. And then Vince says, it's Drew Carey. And Tiger asks, Drew Curry? Who is Drew Curry? Get it? Because he's Indian. Yeah, Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Curry. Uh, Good Lord. It's like, I I don't even know what to say about that. That was, uh, wasn't even kind of funny. But. We now go back to Triple H looking mean and breathing heavily while looking at himself in the mirror before headbutting it and walking off. Cool. Uh, we then see Kurt Angle walking backstage, smacking himself on the face to hype himself up. Because, you know, you got to fill pay-per-view time. They're like, look, we only have a handful of matches here. Uh, let's uh, let's throw in a bunch of bullcrap backstage. But Good now... <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, I mean, come on. Uh, Tell me I'm wrong, but please. We now get Kurt Angle with Trish Stratus in his corner, defending the WWF World Heavyweight title against Triple H with Stephanie McMahon Helmsley in his corner. This one went about 24 minutes. Kurt Angle and the man of three H's. Damn straight. Uh, JR starts talking about the first ever WWF champion, Buddy Rogers, and King interrupts him by saying, nobody cares about that 50s crap. Literally, like, two minutes later, King is referencing pile-driving Andy Kaufman back in, like, the 70s or 80s. Well, that's the 70s crap. Yeah, that's that's better. I like how JR gets him back. He's like, yeah, right, and that was featured in a movie that two people saw. <laughs> That you were right. Uh, yeah, right. Like, such, such a dick statement. But, I mean, eh. I like that movie. Didn't you say that movie gets a lot of crap? It does. I've only seen it once. I don't even remember how I feel about it. I liked it. But, then again, that's just me. I mean, I don't know if it was historically accurate or anything, but it was fine from my vantage point. Either way, uh, Stephanie McMahon distracts the referee, allowing Triple H to slam a chair into Kurt Angle's knee against the ring post. The camera, that wasn't really a way to to uh, disguise this too much, but Triple H was like a mile away from his leg when he did it. I mean, good on him for taking care of Kurt, because you don't want to injure him. I was just like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, the, that that air really hurt, man, when, as it brushed by his knee. <laughs> Triple H is like three months away from leaving for a year. Oh, I know. Sad. But later, when Triple H is holding the ropes while locking Kurt in the figure four, Trish Stratus slides in, tries to get involved, and Stephanie McMahon Helmsley pulls her out of the ring. They slap each other, and then Stephanie beats her up on the commentary table, and then Trish fights back as Vince McMahon finally comes out and tries to break it up. They all eventually leave. Uh, don't forget, it gets comedic. Come on, you forget. 
<laughs> yeah. They t- this whole over on top of them and ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, because everybody wants to see a guy get involved, get in the middle of a cat fight involving his daughter. <laughs> That's not weird at all. But anyway, this distracts Triple H for just about a minute, and uh, it doesn't really do much. The referee gets bumped over and over and over. Like, he starts to stand up, and then they knock him down again. <laughs> they do this for, like, two minutes straight. Uh, Triple H gets busted open. Steve Austin comes down at one point to beat up Triple H. He stuns him and leaves Kurt and leaves as Kurt crawls on top of Triple H for the pin and the win. Kind of a damn mess. I mean, the match was fine, but it's just holy crap. Uh, Uncle it's also Dave weird it. seeing two heels and face off. That was just to this day. Yeah. I don't get why they why it was like that. Think about you got two heels facing off for the world title, trying to out. Screw each other over. You got a bunch of ref bumps. You got the women fighting at ringside. Uh, Vince McMahon getting involved. Steve Austin getting involved. Like chairs. I mean, it was fine. Uncle Dave gave it three and three quarters of a star. I gave it three stars. What say you? I gave it three. It was fun. I feel like it could have been better. Yeah. I just also laugh at, I laugh at how neither one of these guys is a champ going to WrestleMania 17, by the way. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, because I was thinking about that. I'm like, both guys involved in the main event of WrestleMania are going to be in the Royal Rumble match. So, but I, I don't know, man, this because it's Kurt Angle and Triple H going into it. You're like, man, this is going to be, you know, amazing. And it was just fine. It was it was it wasn't bad, but it was just fine, in my opinion. But uh, now Triple H angrily gets up and storms off to the back. We then see wrestlers working out for the Royal Rumble. And then we cut to Kevin Kelly standing by with The Rock. The Rock cuts Kevin off. You know it's going to be funny. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you know, if for cutting off Kevin Kelly, The Rock needs to go die. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> hey, Uncle Dave, man. If anybody doesn't know, I'm, I'm not saying that for real. If anybody, like, before you get offended, like, Dave Meltzer said on Twitter, I believe it was Twitter, that if you don't like Kevin yeah, Kelly. I have the screenshot. I'll never let it go. <laughs> right. Uh, he said, if you don't like Kevin Kelly, please die. Like, he literally <laughs> said that. Good Lord. Yeah, he this is the guy who wants to be taken serious, by the way. <laughs> yeah, he's a serious journalist with all his journalisting. He journalism's all over himself, Greg. All over his office, too. Yeah, right. You can. Hey, in, in every in every episode of Observer Live on the radio and on, on every uh, release of the. What was it a hundred thousand word uh, freaking newsletter he puts out there? You know, you just you get the hot, sticky journalism all over the place. Good Lord. <laughs> anyway, uh. The Rock drops in all of his catchphrases. He throws out some New Orleans references and then trash talks various opponents uh, for the Rumble match. And that brings us to our second to last break of the podcast here. On the other side of this, we're going to dive into the actual Royal Rumble match right after this. 
follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks Pod, on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks, and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks, and at Main Event Collector. This message is brought to you by Belly Up Sports. No, just kidding. This is not an NWO promo. This is just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, the host of Here in Puckburg on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I have a hockey podcast where we talk about hockey fandom and the love of the game and where that leads you in this, this game we call life. Why am I on Main Event Marks telling you about this? Well, what if I told you I had one half of the world's greatest tag team, otherwise known as the Main Event Marks, the one and only Greg, Superfly Greg. He was on, and he was talking about his love of the game. So you might want to come over and check that episode out. If you like what you hear, you can check out the rest of our incredible episodes with our incredible hockey community from PHF athletes, ESPN personalities, fathers of NHL players, and a whole lot more. Come by, follow the show, give a like, give a subscribe, and it'd be great to have you here in Puckburg. But enough about me. Let's get back to what you're really here for, the main event marks, because they are the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. Yeah, we're back. Yeah, we're back. It is the 30-man over-the-top rope Royal Rumble match. It went just shy of 62 minutes. The first entrant is Jeff Hardy, and Bull Buchanan is number two. I see Bull Buchanan, and my eyes are glued to the screen. Man, dude, right the sensor was hot as hell, dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, His son is currently in NXT. I forget his damn name, though. Uh, he's, He's one of the redneck guys. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I can't remember what his name is off the top of my head, though. Either way, I know I know which one it is because we just like him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but you know, you and I—I I always laughed about this, and you and I talked about this, where it's like everybody always like, uh, "Oh, I don't—I don't want to get number one," but nobody ever talks about number two. It's like it's just as bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the match starts with two people in the ring, and you're one of them. So uh, who cares? But number three is Matt Hardy. The Hardys both eliminate Bull. Oh, no. Uh, Farouk I thought he was going to go far, dude. Yeah, I figured at least, you know, final four. <laughs> but Farouk enters at number four. After Jeff hits a swanton bomb on Farouk, the Hardys both eliminate the APA member. Drew Carey enters at number five and stands outside while the crowd chants for him. While going for a superplex, the Hardys both fall off the top rope and eliminate themselves like complete idiots. Number six is Kane, who circles the ring. Drew offers Kane some money, but Kane goozles him. And then Raven comes out at number seven to hit Kane in the back with a Singapore Kane. He caned Kane. I like how they say he inadvertently saved Drew Carey. (laughs) 
right. <laughs> yeah, why didn't he let him get choke slammed? Was he a fan? I don't know. I always think that in the Rumble. I'm like, because you see people saving each other sometimes, and I'm like, why are you, like, why? Just let that person toss him. Unless you think you're going to, like, if, if it's your pal get their, or something. Get their help later. That's the only thing I can think of. But Drew Carey eliminates himself and then runs away. Raven gets more weapons, and then Al Snow jumps him. But referees hold Al Snow back until the buzzer sounds. Number eight is Al Snow, who uses weapons on Raven and Kane. I guess, even roll- I guess it's legal now because he's in. Oh, so stupid. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah, because he might have been disqualified otherwise. Hell ever. Uh, he even rolls a bowling ball right into Raven's nards. That was something. Uh, number nine is Perry Saturn, who comes out with a very roll tied looking Terry Runnels. Everyone's oh, not wearing. <laughs> yeah, right. And of all people, Jr. said that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, calm down there, buddy. But everyone gangs up on Kane. Steve Blackman enters at number 10, and he uses his sticks on everyone. Mr. Personality. <laughs> right. I, I'm going to use the same comparison that uh, I think Jim Cornette used for uh, – it's either Jim Cornette or Bruce Pritchard used this, com- this uh, analogy for uh, Dan Severn. They said he has the personality of a UPS truck. Okay. Yeah. But number 11 is Grandmaster Sexay. He gets eliminated by Kane. She and... pops hard for him. Yeah, right. Uh, but that's not his son, Greg. Remember that. So they, Some people no say he's got a bad break at birth, but that's unconfirmed. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but after he's eliminated by Kane, so is Steve Blackman, and then Al Snow, then Raven, and finally Perry Saturn. Honky Tonk Man is number 12. He's the one I was talking about is in the conversation of those three men. The greatest intercontinental champion of all time. But he comes out and sings and dances to a theme song in the ring while Kane stares at him. Kane eventually rips a guitar out of his hands and slams it over his head. And then he tosses him. Look, I'm going to say this. He took a hell of a bump over that top rope, man. Aim that too, dude. And I'm like, holy crap, freaking Kane just chucked his big white ass over that top rope. But The Rock now enters to a huge ovation at number 13. Number 14 Unlucky is the... 13. Yeah, right. Uh, number 14 is the Good Father. Gets eliminated quickly by The Rock. Number 15 is Taz in his mechanics outfit. He gets sat on the top rope by Kane and punched right in the uh, right in the face and knocked out of the ring. Just him hooked, dude. My gosh, it was that uh, that's 21 years ago. So what was, is he even 21? Yet? I don't think he's even born yet. <laughs> he's a, not even a glint in his father's eye. Someone uh, has a sign on hard cam. It was actually a sign guy has a sign that says, "My crap is bigger than Taz." <laughs> Cool. That was great. I, I was like, what? Uh, Bradshaw enters at number 16. Albert is number 17. Oh, man. The hip hop hippo. Uh, number 18 is Hardcore Holly. K Quick, the future R Truth, is number 19. Val Venus is number 20. Number 21 is William Regal. Number 22 is Test. 
who eliminates William Regal. A returning Big Show is number 23. I'm going to say this, by the way. The whole reason he was gone was because they sent him to OVW to lose weight. Um, Did he lose it and then find it again? I don't know, but he looked bigger than he was when he left. Yeah, right, because Uncle David talked about that in the newsletter. He was like, look, he's like, I'm calling shenanigans on him losing weight, all right? He was like, freaking look at him. He's like, he might even be bigger. But anyway, Big Show eliminates Test and K-Quick right away before choke slamming Albert, Bradshaw, Val Venus, Hardcore Holly, and then Kane. The Rock then kicks him in the nards and clotheslines him out of the ring. Uh, Crash Holly enters at number 24. The Big Show pulls the Rock out of the ring and then choke slams him through the announcer table. Uh, that would have. <laughs> yeah. If I was if I was watching this live, I would have thought, oh man, now he's gonna win. It's like he's gonna come in at the last minute and win the whole thing, right? Well, that's, not quite. Kind of what I thought. Yeah, seemed obvious, but I don't know. Entrant number 25 is the Undertaker, who rides his motorcycle to the ring. He eliminates Bradshaw, Hardcore Holly, and Val Venus, while Kane eliminates Crash Holly and Albert. Number 26 is Scotty Too Hotty, who looks scared to get in the ring. Brothers of Destruction eventually destroy him and toss him out. Number 27 is Stone Cold Steve Austin, who gets jumped from behind in the aisle by Triple H. They brawl all over, and Austin gets busted wide open. Dude, he was bleeding a gusher. I was like, holy crap, that's a lot of blood. Uh, number 28 is Billy Gunn. Mr. What was it? Billy Bitch Cakes. It's the one. Yeah. Yeah, the, the one. Uh, who? Yeah, he, he got a haircut. He got a new theme song. His ass no longer says Mr. Ass. Yeah, it's, it's a whole new Billy Gunn, man. But Austin is pouring blood right now. Number 29 enters, and it's Haku. You might recall, yeah. <laughs> if you were watching it this time. Oh, go ahead. It said a couple weeks ago, like, this was the first sign that they said he was going under. They literally lost one of their champions. Granted, it was the yeah. hardcore title. No one gives a damn, but a champion <laughs> left the company. That should have been a sign right there. Yep. Well, as, uh... As you just mentioned, uh, if anybody was watching live at the time, just last week, Haku, under the name Mang, won the WCW Hardcore title. Well, it's WC- in WCW's Infinite Wisdom, they put the title on a guy who wasn't even under contract. It was only working on a per-night deal. And, well, then this happens. I mean, don't get me wrong. Man, that like, prestigious oh title dies. Yeah, right. Like, okay, don't get me wrong. I'm not pointing out, like, holy crap, this was... you know. First of all, they got the hardcore champion of WCW. My God, what a get. <laughs> like, what's WCW going to do now? They, they booked around that title. Uh, and then second of all, no disrespect, but seriously, it's like, oh, man, they, they got Haku back. Man, things are really going to like that's really going to move the needle, man. You think they were kicking ass before? Watch <laughs> out. <laughs> Taking names right, I'm and taking ass. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. I'm done. I'm sorry. I just, it's like, I, I know it was a, like an, a middle finger to, to WCW, but it was more of like a, ha, we have them and you don't. What are you going to do about it? It wasn't a, oh my God, what a coup. A haku. 
Exactly. <laughs> but <I'll... laughs> you're here all he's here all week, folks. <laughs> Number thirty finally enters, and it's Rikishi, who I forgot was a heel this time. And he attacks Stone Cold in the aisle way. He's a bad man, but, dude. It's right there in his song. Right. I hate Austin that song. Fires. I didn't mind it uh, for the heel Rikishi, but I don't know. It just, I like how the song just starts off with, I'm a bad man. Like, <laughs> oh, well, now we know what to expect. Either way, uh, he attacks Stone Cold in the, in the aisle way, but Austin fires up on him before getting in the ring. Austin then eliminates Haku. Rikishi super kicks the Undertaker out of the ring, eliminating him. When Rikishi goes for a bonsai drop on the rock, Rock gets up and low blows him before throwing him out over the top rope. That is the second person he's eliminated in this match by kicking in the nards, by the way. You notice that? Uh, Yeah. Or or hitting in the nards, I should say. Uh, Austin tosses out Billy Gunn. Austin and Rock then square off while Kane is down. The crowd goes nuts. Austin tries to eliminate Kane, but Kane tries to dump them both. But Austin hangs on and the Rock gets eliminated. JR has mentioned the XFL multiple times in this match, by the way. I just. He's like, because I think I think the Rock low blowed somebody again. I can't remember what it was, but somebody kicked somebody in the nards and and uh, JR was like, oh, there's an XFL like punt. I'm like, what? How do you know it's going to be that good? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Kane then brings a chair in the ring. Austin hits a stunner on him repeatedly blasts him in the head with a chair and then clotheslines him out of the ring to win. This was his third win, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Uncle Dave gives this three and a quarter stars. I gave it an even three. Good rumble. Let's say you. I gave it four. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, what was the one we were, uh, the 2017 one I felt, I don't know. Might have been a little better match quality wise, but this one had a lot of twists and turns. Uh, and I will say they only had three surprise entrants. It was Haku. Drew, I guess Drew Carey was, if you know, you weren't paying attention earlier in the night, he was kind of a surprise because they, they threw him in at the last minute. And then uh, Honky Tonk Man. Then other Big than slow. that, they had a solid. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, they had a, yeah, they had a solid a, roster. Big Show was a surprise oh, entrance, too. So. Yeah, that's, that's that's right. Yeah, so four four surprise entrants. But they had a, they had a solid roster. So there's 26, 26 guys in there that, you know, they didn't have to rely on a bunch of uh, surprise entrants and that kind of stuff, which, which is cool. And the surprises are always good, but, you know, you like to see. It's like they had a lot of mega stars at this time, too. WWF was chugging along in the number one spot fairly comfortable well beyond comfortable because wcw is about to be no more but the crowd freaking blows for austin's win he has a beer bash in the middle of the ring to close the show i i chuckle because i'm like ah no pyro no pointing at the wrestlemania sign remember those old days (laughs) yeah i like it now yeah, I think it's I mean, I like the pyro and the the, the pointing at the WrestleMania sign is a cool visual. It's, it's, it's funny that, you know, everybody makes reference to it. They're like, point at it, point harder. <laughs> oh, but, you're going uh, to WrestleMania, pal. Point at it. 
God dang it, point. Point harder, point more. And you made Uncle, it Dave, <laughs> Uncle Dave calls this one of the best pay-per-views in WWF history. He called Chris Jericho versus Chris Benoit the first match of the year contender for 2001. I didn't look to see if it, it did win that, but who cares? Either way, that uh, that does it for this. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, we're going to get into the final ratings and tell you what's to come in the month of February. Right after this. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go way way back, mate. Yeah. Yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O... Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. The final ratings here. Internet Movie Database gave this 8 out of 10. Cagematch.net gave it 9.01 out of 10. I gave it 8 out of 10. It was a solid B to B plus. Uh, what say you? I gave it an A minus and loved it. It's hard to argue that. I mean, like, you know, obviously I may have my opinion of how I felt about it, but at the same time, it's hard to argue. The only two things I think that dragged down a little bit for me, and I'm not counting the women's match, that's whatever, it was only three and a half minutes. But my God, was there a bunch of backstage bull crap. Like, after a while, I was like, all right, move it along, get to the match. Uh, and then the other thing was, I, I felt they overbooked the world title match, and you and I already talked about that. But other than that, it was a solid pay per view, really good. This might also be in my fave five of uh, Royal Rumbles. And the cool thing is, going through these, this is why I like doing this kind of stuff, because it's like going through these pay per views, like you forget some of them, or it's like, oh, I've never seen this one before. And you can kind of, in your mind, it's like, wow, this was better than this, or. You know, whatever. You can kind of compare and contrast and all that. And this was definitely one of the better Royal Rumbles in history. 
So that wraps up the month of January, man. Uh, I think we had some fairly good shows this month. Final Resolution was a, a good watch, as was Rumble 07 and 01. And the NWO and WWE was fun to do. And the Bunkhouse Stampede had its, uh, I mean, it wasn't complete trash. So it, it was it was fun to go back to 88, in my opinion. But either way, we are looking onward to the shortest month of the year, the second month of the year. It is February. And I'm excited about this. Uh, I, when I sent you the schedule, you said it looks like a damn good month. And I know you picked that. You handpicked a couple of these shows uh, for this uh, for this month because I told you I was like I don't have the schedule completely filled out yet, and you sent me your suggestions and everything. So the first one handpicked by you, I think you said you were at this show, correct? Was WCW Super Brawl Seven? Yep. Yep. In the same was that actually in San Francisco at the Cow Palace? It was in the Cow Palace, yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. Uh, I honestly haven't seen this one yet. I'm anxious to see it. I've heard about and seen clips of the Roddy Piper promos at Alcatraz. So, yeah, there's something. Uh, yeah, right. That's it. Looks fun. Uh, I'm I'm I usually like Super Brawl. It's one of their bigger shows of the year. So I'm anxious to go back and watch that. But that's coming up on February 2nd, February 9th. We're going back to TNA in 2007 as we're covering. The 15-year anniversary, TNA Against All Odds 2007. And off the top of my head, I don't know all the matches on this card, but I don't think this year of 2007, you and I talked about how great we thought the year was as a whole. I don't think there was really a stinker show this year, but I guess we're going to find out. So I'm anxious to, to dive back into TNA with you. February 16th. We're doing something we haven't done in a long time, and that's going back to the land of extreme. I'm sure this is the one you're looking forward to the most. It's ECW Cyber Slam 1996. You, uh, what a name, so, by the way, huh? <laughs> yeah, right. They had some bad names for shows, man. The old November Cyber- to remember. I'm like, wow, that was, man, that was a stretch. What about uh, Russell Palooza? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, the bonus show of the month of February, we are going to take you back to 1997. It is WWF Raw is War from February 3rd, 1997. It is the first ever two hour Raw. And I believe you watched this one live, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, did I mean, what were you thinking when it went to two hours? Because Nitro had been two hours for. I don't remember. Now, I don't remember it being a thing. Just like, okay, it's two hours. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, because I figured it was kind of inevitable when Nitro is two hours, and it's almost like a, you know, what took you so long kind of thing, you know? Because it, it should have been two hours. I mean, they had they had a good quality roster in '97. They had a lot of storylines going on, a lot of stars. So it's fun. And didn't you say this one opens up with beautiful people? By Marilyn Manson. It did, yeah. I don't know if we want Peacock though. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'll have to go back and watch and see see what they got. And then uh, finally, to close out the month, February on the 23rd, we're going back to 98. It's uh, another WWF show. It is No Way Out of Texas, 1998. 
I've never seen this one before. <laughs> wow. It's kind of a uh, forgotten event. Yeah, it was forgotten by me, that's for sure. I this was and this was during a time when well actually this was like right at the start of me really getting into wrestling because I like watched it a bit in the fall and winter of 97 wasn't fully into it yet but by early 98 I was I was in it but I wasn't watching pay-per-views at the time so I didn't get a chance to watch this one so that'll be fun to go back and watch uh to be honest with you looking back I think against all odds may be the only show this entire month that I've ever seen previously so I I like that because it gives me a chance to go back and see things that I've never watched before. But all in all, good month. I, I tried to get a little variety in there. WCW, TNA, ECW, and WWF. Thank you for joining me today, Greg. Mm-hmm. And we will see you all next week when we dive into February with Super Brawl 7, live from the Cow Palace in San Francisco. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 